0: Chasing Eternity, Season 1, Episode 2 Alright, we are back here Season 1, Episode 2, that's what I just said And we're still going We are amazingly we
1: have survived our first week and we we decided not to quit so we have accomplished (laughs) something
0: Christopher We did and uh, I was excited for all the view who watched uh, or not watched (laughs) We're on a podcast Uh, who listened to uh, our first episode thank you very much and uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing it to someone, or just anyone on your Facebook, wherever. Um, We're trying to get some more traction on this, so maybe in the future we can do some uh, bigger and better things. Um, But like I said last week, we're going to start each week off with a weekly quote. So Adam, I believe you have it this week. I
1: do. I want to share a quote by J.K. Rowling, which for those of you who enjoy literature and know, is the author of the Harry Potter series. Very famous and very well read. One of the most popular books I think in the world, yeah. um, rivaling even the Bible in terms of you know sales every year. So very popular series. And something that she said I thought really struck with me on this concept of chasing eternity. She said, there's always room for a story that can transport people to another place. There's always room for a story that can transport people to another place. I really thought this stood out to me, Christopher, because in our world, and you and I were just talking a little bit before we got started, there are a lot of things in our everyday life that we have on our minds, uh, whether that's our family, whether that's our job, whether that's um, our hobbies, whether that's something we enjoy on TV, the media, politics, um, things that weigh on us and occupy our space and time. And yet I find it interesting to think that despite all of that, there is truly always time for a story that can transport us out of those moments into a different place uh, to escape, mm-hmm. if you will.
0: I really like that quote. It fits. It fits what we're trying to do here. And uh, I am a, an aspiring fiction fantasy writer myself. And uh when you were reading that the, the the first thing I hadn't heard it before for you guys listening, I hadn't heard that before Adam just said it right now. And the first thing that came to my mind was why I why I write. Um what what intrigues me about, you know, writing about characters that can do magic, much like J.K. Rowling's mm-hmm. characters. What intrigues me about going to a a setting that is not our own, being around um, things and put in situations that no one in real life would ever really be a part of, what intrigues me about that? And, I mean, it goes back to chasing eternity, right? Wanting something more, wanting something uh deeper more significant um have you read uh, the harry potter series of course okay it was All one right. of the, oh, i was just making it was, sure
1: it was one of the first series that growing up i followed religiously if you will as it would come out so you'd read one and then uh-huh. wait for the next one to come out in a couple of years uh, so yeah it was a great series and there hopefully maybe uh, throughout our podcast, we can even look at some Harry Potter Absolutely. Uh, stories and themes that are in not only the books, but the movies. The oh, yeah. franchise has become very big. But
0: How could we not? Right. I mean, it's, it's a, it is a phenomenon. Yes. And really, um, J.K. Rowling in her books by itself really kind of reinvigorated not only young people, but a lot of older people too, to this world of reading mm. and the fact that it's not something that just, okay, these nerdy kids and they're reading their fantasy books and whatever. She reinvigorated not just the readers, but also writers. Um, you, you think about before Harry Potter, what did the young adult fiction section look like in your local bookstore? Yeah, I, Before that, I didn't, I didn't even think that there was one. But now, you go to Barnes & Noble um, or any bookstore and everyone has to have a young adult section because it is young people are reading nowadays Hmm. and that's great. Yeah. It is a great thing. And the fact that they are this massive demographic of people, girls and boys, even to the very young are seeking out these stories. What does that say about us as people? Hmm. Well, and I think
1: it's even more interesting than just story. That component of this quote that talks about stories that can transport us to somewhere else, to a different place, perhaps even a place far, far away, a long, long time ago. Oh! Which brings us <laughs> perfect segue into the right. into the amazing work of art that we're going to discuss today, which is Rogue One, which was just recently released uh, as part of the Star Wars franchise.
0: You nailed that. I know. You told me you were going to do a perfect segue, and I was just, I was like, okay, well. I do a perfect segue every time. No, that was good. Excellent. That was good. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed my segue. So Rogue
1: One. As anyone who has grown up in the United States who hasn't lived under a rock knows, Star Wars is an amazing franchise, again another one we hope to look at in even more detail moving forward. Yes. Uh, that follows the story of Luke Skywalker and the Rebel Alliance fighting against the evil empire and uh, in terms of story writing, George Lucas through the world for a loop back in the late 70s when he introduced us to the fourth chapter of his story before anything else. Yeah. Uh, which, again, who does that, right? You start with the first chapter, but started with chapter four.
0: Visionary. He was ve- a visionary.
1: Very much so was. Uh, and then followed then by, you know, episode five, episode six. Then we went back in the early 2000s to episode one, two, and three. And then last year we had. Uh, The Force Awakens Episode 7. So starting us in the middle of this incredible space odyssey adventure and starting in the middle of his story uh, you're introduced to this seemingly unconnected conflict uh, between Darth Vader and Princess Leia who is trying to escape with the rebel plans to defeat the Death Star. We really don't know anything about why that happened or how they got there for 40-50 years from the beginning of Star Wars but this past winter we were introduced to Rogue One which is the story of how the rebels got the plans and how they then executed their plan to get said plans
0: before we go any further um, I thought I'd just throw out this spoiler warning the movie still it right at this point in when we're recording this is still in theaters so if you're listening to this podcast you need to pause it right now Go to your local movie theater, see the movie, come back, and unpause it. I'll allow you time to do that. Now that you've come back, let's start, I guess, with what generally... What did you like or dislike about this movie? I liked that it
1: filled the void because I think it's always... You know when you don't know something you want to know and if you don't know you start yeah. to create ideas about it you have your own theories about it uh, and it's fun that after so many years you finally see what the truth was of what mm-hmm. happened and i really enjoyed that at the end of the movie there was that moment of connection where in the beginning of episode 4 you know they're all, the rebels are on their ship darth vader's blasting in he's you know swinging his lightsaber you know he's choking people with the force you know the rebels are fleeing why did this happen where did this start we see that moment start at the end of that movie uh, as he's attempting to hunt them down and stop yes. them from getting these plans away so I really enjoyed the continuity
0: it is so satisfying too yes of seeing these two m- movies really bridge the gap of like oh okay not only is it I mean the entire movie is that but just that, really, the last five minutes or so mm. of, like... Because at the beginning of episode four, when the the ship is, you know, f- flying away, and the... What is it? It's the... Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. I was going to call it Death Star and then Ugh. totally mess that up. As Star Destroyers... Darth Vader's Star Destroyer is going after them. You realize something just happened. Mm. You know, you have these rebel... Troops and pilots running everywhere, like expecting something. Something just happened, but we never got to see that. Mm. And so I I agree. The last five minutes uh, of really bridging that gap was very satisfying to watch. And uh, just from a storytelling point of like, oh, we finally know. Mm. We finally know.
1: And I think that's something too that just from my own background and studying as I grew and learned about the Bible, um, knowing you have the Old Testament and the New Testament, you've got these two periods of history and there's, there's this big gap in between, right? And about 400 years between Malachi and Matthew. And you have this gap of time where, you know, as a little kid you're like, well I guess nothing happened there. Yeah. Um, I'm not really <laughs> sure what was going on in the world at no, there's that There's a lot that happened. But there's so much happening. And so as I grew and you learn the history of the story, that gap gets filled and it's yeah. like, wow, Alexander the Great, that's where that happened? That's awesome, that's yeah. so cool. And so it was really gratifying to see that gap between episode three and episode four filled.
0: Yeah. Well, and just talking about the that period of silence there between the Old and New Testaments, it also explains a lot of the reasons why Judaism was the way that it was when Jesus came on the scene. And that, I mean, you can get some of that just from reading through the New Testament and seeing, you know, where they were, but understanding the reasons behind it. Like, oh, okay, I guess in this period uh, they kind of started making up their own rules and uh, placing those in place of God's laws on the people. And you can understand why Jesus would be very mad about that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and placing a burden on the people. Um, going back to um, – this is going to be so – this show is going to be so easy to segue because there's so many things. There are there's so many, many things, things but in But going back to Star Wars – um, one of the things that I really liked about the movie was uh really I guess would be like the last forty five minutes of it it is all um you know starship battling going on and you we get that in especially in episodes four and six um because they're you know they're fighting around the death Star and stuff like that but it was always kind of like that was the backstory that was kind of in the background of what was more the more important thing that was going on um and that was because the the jedi have always been at the forefront of the story it's always it's kind of like okay we're watching the story of really episodes one through six is the story of darth vader Mm. and so you know his story and then his children and their story is kind of at the forefront of everything whereas in rogue one it was there was no jedi i mean well you know they're maybe quasi Jedi, yeah. um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I really enjoyed that last forty-five minutes of just seeing these starships really go at it. And now that we have, uh, I thought they they merged, um, you know, graphics very well. And. You know, like uh, the original trilogy, even with the digitally remastered stuff, it was kind of still like, okay, you know, like I can appreciate this, but I wish it could have, you know, like the the technology that we have today could do it justice. And then we got the other side of the spectrum in episodes one through three, where it's like, okay, you went too far, right. like too far in the other yep. direction. Let's yep. bring it back. Let's, yep. let's bring it back. Let's get some actual models in there. I thought they, again, bridging that gap, I thought they did it perfectly. I would agree with that. And something, you know, we talked about some things we liked. Uh, one thing
1: that at first I didn't like, I felt that the character's development was very weak. Um, we sat here and we've talked about Rogue One now for a few minutes and we've not mentioned any of the characters. Yeah. Um, so there's a young girl named Jin Erso who comes in and is, I guess, the hero kind of, um, who has a little team of people, rebels that come and recruit her to... Um, I guess accomplish this task of finding a way to defeat the Death Star um, and at first I didn't really understand that Forrest Whitaker's character is there I don't even really remember what his character's name is and yeah. um, and he's apparently in it for a little while and you know, his little planet base gets destroyed and so I was having a hard time following the story and really getting invested in the characters at first but After I've had some time to reflect on it, I think that's what also makes it such a good story. Oh, interesting. Because in this great moment of need uh, for the rebel alliance in defeating the evil empire, it wasn't some great, powerful hero that came riding in on a white horse that saved the day. It was a bunch of normal, average, not really that interesting people who did the hard work and sacrificed a lot and really put themselves in harm's way to accomplish a task that shouldn't have been able to happen. Mm -hmm. But it happened so fast, it happened so quickly, there was no time, you know, if you're thinking in the universe, there was no time for people to record, oh, this was the name of the battle on this planet or this was the character who became the great captain who did this or that. It didn't really matter because this happened so quickly that it was done and over with. I mean. The movie ends with "Uh oh!" Episode four just started, yeah. and Darth Vader is there breaking the door down. Yeah. So this happens so quickly that, while at first I thought the characters weren't as strong as they were to me in the other movies, I almost don't think they could have been because they had a moment in time and their moment mattered,
0: and then they were no more. Yeah. It's interesting. My my uh, dislikes about the movie are pretty much the same. I never thought about it. The, what you just described, though, um, but as a as a writer myself, character development is very is very high on the uh, the list of things that I look for in a good movie. Is that I want to be sympathetic to to these characters. I want to you know be on their side in the 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 battles that they go through. I want to be there with them and care about whether they win or they lose. And it was so the movie was so fast-paced, and they, I mean, they're on this planet, this moment, and then another planet, the next moment, doing something very quickly, and then moving on. And it was very, I mean, the the pacing, it was almost, it was almost like breakneck, right? Of yeah. just like, Wow, okay, wow, we're here for a moment, and this planet is no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the planet's gone, yeah. and now we're going somewhere else. And uh, the, it just. After the movie, I was like, wow, that was really good. I can't tell you who any of the characters are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, we have Blind Guy, and we have, I, you know, Jen Urso. I mean, she sticks out because she's the main character, but as far as the other ones, you know, like Forrest Whitaker's characters, like, I don't know what his name was, and kind of what his role in the movie <laughs> was. <laughs> right. But, um, so, that would, be, that would be my dislike, too. I wish, and... Again, you pointed it out. That's kind of the nature of doing a standalone movie in serving the purpose that this movie did is that, you know, it's kind of really more about the things that happened than the people that actually did them. Right.
1: Which I think is a really interesting big picture perspective on life and how sometimes uh, we can you know, get so bogged down in expecting our life success to be these big moments where everyone notices us and look at the work yeah. I have accomplished. I'm the hero. When in reality, the main work that gets done that saves the day isn't really always going to bring you the glory. Yeah, uh, it's the hey, did you do what you needed to do? Did you push yourself? Did you sacrifice? You know, it's not about glory, but did you get the job done? And I think a lot of us can relate to uh, that kind of. More muted hero story, yeah. Um, than the well, look, the hero came that everyone knew and saved the day. Now that's of course that would happen. That's what's supposed to happen. But yeah. In this story, which I think speaks to a bigger picture within Star Wars in general, uh, that uh, that not being the case, that it was the little guy, the underdog, that came and saved the day, is how it makes
0: it so relatable. Absolutely, and just hearing you talk about that, I'm uh, I'm reminded of these big figures throughout history hmm. you think about uh Martin Luther Martin Luther King Jr uh these people that their lives made an impact on the world mhm and yet the people that don't really get pointed out in their stories sometimes are the ones that might be most they're the most impactful in their lives like parenting you know parenting uh, we're both parents Mm -hmm. parenting can be a struggle and it is not fun a lot of the time Mm. (laughs) you do get to relish those moments every now and then but a lot of you know it's discipline it's you know being good on your word and, and trying to teach your children these things in life and yet all these people, these big figures throughout the world that have changed the world. They also had moms and dads. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, and I've thought about this of like, okay, I want to be the hero. I want to be the hero of the story. And yet maybe my role or what God has put me on this planet at this time to do is to father my children because they're, they're going to need that when they become the hero. Um, and I, I've thought about that before of like, okay, You know, maybe this is my role Mm. in being satisfied or content, right? There's a Bible theme. Oh, yeah. Being content with uh, what we have and what God has put us in.
1: Yeah, there's an interesting piece of advice my dad gave me whenever I was younger uh, because when I was young, you know, I I loved God. I had a passion for the church and a passion for truth. And, you know, I was going to be a preacher, right? I wanted to go save the world. I wanted to help people in need. and I was going to be a preacher. And, you know, my mindset was the church needs good preachers. And my dad's advice, which at the time didn't feel very advisely in the way I needed it, uh, was, yeah, the church needs good preachers, but the church also needs good members. Yeah. Uh, your, your preachers, your elders, your brothers and sisters are going to need you to be a solid Christian who not only shows up and can speak the scripture and know those sorts of things, but also is a supporter yeah. and, and not necessarily the hero running out front of the group Um, every moment of every day, screaming, you know, victory. Uh, We need supporters and we need people to um, help be more group mindset oriented than the hero mindset uh, of I'm going to go and be up front. No, I can be a hero here as part of the group.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting to know uh, how you view me, Adam. Yes, you are my hero. That madman running up front screaming at people waving a banner around. Yes, (laughs) great part. Uh, but uh, so let's talk about uh, some more specific ways of how this movie uh, points to eternity or how we're chasing eternity through this movie. do you ha- do you have any? I do. The first one
1: I really wanted to talk about taps into the role of Jin Erso. okay uh, She's this child orphan who is or you know, family to her knowledge is killed and she's hidden away. Uh, she has nowhere really, Um, to be so she is taken care of by other people. You know, this very small, vulnerable, powerless creature um, who is eventually discovered by, you know, the group of people who need her. Mm -hmm. She holds the key, and that key is a very specific piece of something. You know, well, you're the daughter of this guy, and we need you to go talk to him. Well, Okay, that doesn't really make me special. It makes me a kid, right? Yeah. Like we were saying. And so she is this powerless little vulnerable creature really becomes this hero and really goes on to become the savior of the day uh, and takes on the evil empire and even though we don't really understand all of her motivations or the motivations of the rebels in general they're the underdog Mm -hmm. and so there's this underdog versus overwhelming force of evil, the empire and I think as Christians sometimes that can be how it feels for us Uh, We feel little and insignificant and oh, my family's been taken away, my resources have been taken away. I don't have anything to contribute. And yet, through this story, we see someone in that circumstance overcome incredible odds to defeat evil. And I think through the scriptures, we learn that through Christ, we likewise can overcome incredible odds, um, overcome incredible um, challenging circumstances, and again, the biggest of those is our sin. Uh, We sometimes think that sin is just so overwhelming or that we're so unworthy that there's no way that a little vulnerable person like me could ever have anything to contribute to God. Mm -hmm. And yet God, through his son, who is really the hero out in front of the group, um, though he didn't come in that fashion when he came to the world, we can be something that matters. Mm -hmm. And we can be something that contributes to the greater good. And we can overcome evil and i think that that longingness to see evil defeated is something that speaks beyond our faith to even people outside of the church who who like to see the bad guy lose and justice be served and i think that that story through this more than anything else that theme of wanting justice of wanting uh, a, a hero a savior a conqueror to come really spoke to me
0: absolutely um, this last week on, on my Facebook page You probably saw this I asked the question What are some lies that we believe um, And that was actually in preparation For a sermon series that I'm going to be doing um, And one of, one of the responses that I got back Was really good The guy said uh, This is a lie that we believe And he said um, That the Bible is about me And although I mean it's a story of Redemption And I mean, the, the people that are being redeemed are, are us. The story is about God. And if you can't see that, the story is about God and, and his son. And even you think about, uh, the church, you read through the first chapter in Ephesians, how many times it says in him or in Christ Jesus or, or in, uh, uh, in, the, in him, I already said that, in him, in Christ Jesus, in, in Christ. In his body. In his body. You get the picture that this isn't about us. Mm. It's about him. Um, and that's true. I mean, us trying to be the hero when the fact that we're not. Mm. But in, in our feeble uh, bodies and our imperfect belief, we can tap into that, mm. we, can be, we can be a part of his story, Yeah, which is incredible.
1: Oh yeah, and I think that that, another character that spoke to that idea was um, Imwe, I don't exactly know if Imwe is the- He's the blind guy. He's the blind guy who <laughs> has the staff, he's able to do incredible things. Um, I think his friend makes fun of him for thinking, oh he thinks he has the force and uh-huh. the force is doing all this for him. Even though he is blind, he is given power, he's given the ability, it seems almost supernaturally, uh, to do things that shouldn't happen. Uh Uh, He's able to defeat a large number of enemies. Uh, Towards the end of the movie, he's able to walk through an active battlefield without getting shot, without getting hurt, to save the day. And as he goes, his little mantra is, I'm one with the force, the force is with me, right? And so he says that because he's acknowledging it's not him Um, Imwe, the guy whose name we don't really know how to pronounce or remember, but it's this power, it's the force that is with him that allows him to do this. And with God, uh, it's not about us, it's about getting out of God's way and allowing his spirit to work in our lives. Yeah. Uh, And about becoming temples for him, to be his light. You know, letting God do what he wants to do through us. Uh, And it's really neat to see how sometimes, even though the character was shown to be blind, uh, it may have been to his benefit, because I think when we try to see, or if he would have tried to see the battlefield in front of him, he may have told himself, like he said, some of these fears, well, I can't do this. There's no way I could walk across this field and, and accomplish this task without getting killed. Well, he didn't. He, his, his blindness, his physical inability to see was actually a benefit. And I think sometimes if we kind of blind ourselves to what we think is right or what we want to do instead, God can do amazing things through yeah. us too
0: that is so deep mm. that is so deep and that's why we're here talking that's about why it. we're here I had I had uh M-way on my list as well but it was more uh, talking about faith mm. and being the example of faith because that same scene that you were talking about where he walks across this battlefield and doesn't get touched um, then his friend does the same thing and seeing his example of faith I mean that is that's evangelism, right? Mm-hmm. That your actions will always be more powerful than your words. And then his friend walks across it saying the exact same mantra that he just made fun of mm-hmm. maybe a half an hour before on a different planet. Um or, or actually just recently because he was kind of he was trying to hold him back, saying, right. No, 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 you can't do this, you can't do this. And then he does it. Um, I love that yeah. I love that I'm getting tingles man Just talking about this stuff uh, The last one that I had Was really kind of More about the movie In general And it's the idea Of sacrifice mm. um, And then we I mean that's The entire movie yeah. Right And we we already Discussed that a little bit About how the What they did Was more important Than who they were and I think of movies Like Braveheart Saving Private Ryan um, even uh in the Disney genre there's a few sacrifice themes but I think of frozen or mm. um, anna uh, at the end of the movie you know she stops the sword she sacrifices herself for her sister i actually cried in that movie i was sitting there with my two daughters and that happened and i i just looked over at him and I was like you guys can love each other like this too. Um, it was very emotional, but I mean, that's what sacrifice does to us, right? Of seeing people sacrifice themselves. The verse that I have written down here is uh, John fifteen thirteen, of course, right? Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Um, we like to hear stories about sacrifice. And I think that that points to our maker, right? Hmm. We serve, we are created by a sacrificing God who from the very beginning uh, this, I can't remember who said it uh, recently here in one of our Bible studies, he said, you know, going back, uh, sacrifice goes all the way back to the beginning and he started with Cain and Abel and I was thinking, no, 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 it, it started with Adam and Eve mm. because for their sin, they had to, uh, it says that, you know, God took the skins of animals to make clothes for them. Well, guess where those skins came from? It came from these animals that then had to die to pay for their sin. Yeah. So the sacrifice works its way all the way through from Adam and Eve to the uh, institution of worship uh, in the Old Testament and then of course with Jesus himself and then us now as Christians, we sacrifice.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that everywhere in the world today, anyone from any background, um, From any religious perspective when they see a father or a mother working two and three jobs to put food on the table for their kid or giving up uh, the the nicer car or the nicer toys to be able to put money in a college fund or to sacrifice a weekend with their friends because their kids want to go do something like when we see parents sacrifice for their kids i think all of us can relate to that Mm -hmm. idea of they're giving of themselves something they didn't have and I think that's what makes the story of our redemption so beautiful. God didn't sit up in heaven and look down and say, Okay, well, I forgive. Um, okay, it's easy for me to say forgive because I'm God, right? I can do whatever I want. But instead, he came down to earth. Uh, he, Jesus gave up what he had. He sacrificed the power and the command and the control to be like us. He sacrificed comfort. He sacrificed power. And he was ultimately rejected and gave himself not just the all right guys, I'm sacrificing for you, I'm working really hard," but literally gave his life mm-hmm. uh, and not really even just for a couple of his friends, but for everyone everyone even today years you know not only for those who believe now but those who will believe is what John says and that story is has been so powerful uh, throughout the last two two millennia yeah uh, that Christians continue to worship this Lord who came and sacrificed for us
0: yeah I mean sacrifice is so powerful I I heard uh, one lady that goes to to church here as part of the church here Uh, she watched the movie with her family and said that she cried not once but twice she's she's seen it twice and she cried both times and I can't think of any time throughout the Star Wars saga that someone said oh yeah I cried in that part but for some reason this one because it deals with sacrifice in such a uh, strong and profound way of they knew as soon as they went to that planet that this was a one-way trip. Mm. It's it's it just it affects us. Um, we're gonna have to call it at that. Uh, I think we're already over. Our time, um, okay. but before we end, I want to do, uh, give a couple shout-outs. The first one, I forgot to do this last week, uh, I told him that I would, is to my dad. Oh. I want to give a shout-out to my dad because he was all this wonderful equipment that we got. He actually uh, was the one who contributed in order for us to get it. Oh. Well, thank you
1: to you. I don't actually think I've met you. Uh, no Chris's dad, so thank you. I
0: appreciate your <laughs> sacrifice uh, to help make this dream a reality. Hey, I see what you did there. Um, and then uh, a couple of shout outs to our sister podcasts. Uh, we have three that uh, our uh, host, uh, Strong Church, is doing right now. The first is the Overcome Porncast. Uh, they talk about uh, porn addiction and helps for uh, people, Christian and non-Christian. Uh, if you're caught up in that struggle, go give that a listen. Also, uh, the trend is another one of our sister podcasts. They talk about kind of similar things to this, but it's more um, stuff that is trending in uh, in just life in general. Uh, they follow uh, a lot of hashtags and, and stuff like that. Go go listen to them. And then uh, the last podcast uh, that I want to talk about is Technically Speaking. This one hasn't started yet, um, but it's one that uh, Jack Dodgen is going to start here in a little bit talking about um, where technology and ministry meet. It's really kind of geared towards uh, people who are in the, the ministry field about how to utilize and harness some of these uh, technological advances that we've had um, over these last few years. Do you have any shout-outs you want to do, Adam?
1: Uh shout-out to my wife, Ashley, and hey. my son, Luke, for giving me the opportunity to be here and do this podcast. Again, this is a sacrifice of family time for both of us. I know That's you've true. got a large family at home. Uh, so I really do appreciate their willingness to give me the chance to come and do this. And I do hope that as a result of that sacrifice, we'll see some pretty cool things starting to happen. Absolutely.
0: All right, well, that's what we're going to call it. Thanks for tuning in to Chasing Eternity. We We will see you next week.